You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. And the News Hour is coming to you live tonight from the Park Vancouver, where the red carpet is rolled out and some very big names are in town to raise money for a great cause. It's the kickoff to the David Foster Foundation's 30th anniversary Miracle Gala and Concert Weekend. Good evening and thanks very much for joining us. Much more from the Founders Dinner coming up later, but we begin tonight with some new developments in a story that's making a lot of travelers' skin crawl. And a second person has come forward tonight telling Global News he was attacked by bed bugs on a British Airways flight from London to Vancouver. Aaron MacArthur has the story. That, yeah, that's all across the back there. It looks horrible. More than 20 bites spread all across Tim Footman's back. He had no idea what was going on. A trip to the doctor gave him some clues. It's definitely not shingles, he said. It looks like a bite of some kind. But it was when he saw the news about a woman on board a Vancouver to Heathrow 747 covered in bed bug bites that he connected the dots. I mean, there's got to be an accumulation somewhere. How often are those seats taken out or how often are they clean, cleaned? And uh, stuff like this can't happen. British Airways has had complaints of bed bugs before. In 2016, multiple reports of the insects on board 747s. It has apologized to the woman who posted these photos on Twitter earlier this week. Experts say bed bugs on board aircraft uncommon, but not unheard of. Uh, I'm sure they're on other public transit. I mean, they've been found in the Vancouver Public Library, movie theaters, certainly in, in hotels and on cruise ships. I know that it's a scourge of the hospitality industry. Travelers really can't do anything about a flight with bed bugs on board but can take preventative measures from keeping them from spreading into their homes. Keep your eyes open, look for the bed bugs, they look like a little apple seed. Um, keep your luggage stowed up top. Uh, when you're in a hotel, keep your luggage on the luggage racks. When you're done traveling, come home, leave your luggage in the garage, take, it, take all your things out of the dryer that can be dried, put them in the dryer on high heat for 15 minutes. What did you do with your hand luggage and all that stuff? Did you clean it? I, well, I threw all the clothes I was wearing out. Emails to British Airways weren't returned today, and so far, Tim Footman hasn't heard from the company either. Aaron MacArthur, Global News. More than eight years after an Abbotsford woman was killed in a hit and run, her husband has now admitted it was part of a murder plot. In April of 2009, 42-year-old Colwinder Carr Gill died when she was hit by a pickup truck that fled the scene. After a four-year investigation, her husband... Iqbal Singh Gill and three other men were charged with first-degree murder. Today, Gill entered a guilty plea to the lesser charge of conspiracy to commit murder. He'll be sentenced November 1st. Two of the other men have already been sentenced. The third will go to trial in May. Now, he was a high-risk sex offender who had to be released into the community because he had done his time. Today, Raymond Casey was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 17 years for the murder of 14-year-old Surrey teenager Serena Vermeersh. As Jill Bennett reports, this time, he'll probably never get out. Yeah, so, I'm just walking home. It's been three years since 17-year-old Serena Vermeersh was followed off a bus and murdered. Her killer, Raymond Casey, pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. Today, the judge hearing the case agreed to a joint submission from Crown and Defense that Casey not be eligible for parole for 17 years. Well, it's a life sentence, and it is 17 years before he is eligible to apply for parole. doesn't mean he's going to get parole. It means that's when he's eligible to apply. 
Casey was denied parole several times as he served his entire 22-year sentence after raping and kidnapping a woman in Abbotsford. He killed Vermeer just months after he was released from prison. They all knew he would re-offend and he still was let out. If you want somebody declared a dangerous offender, it must be done at the time of sentencing. It can't be done after you've served your jail sentence. Because he served his entire sentence, Casey had to be released. At the time, Crown was granted a recognizance to try and manage the risk, but during sentencing, the judge said sadly that was not enough to prevent this predator from striking again. He went on to say, unfortunately for society, there exist some violent, merciless men without a conscience. Raymond Lee Casey is one of them. You always will get an outlier case that nobody could predict. I suggest the offender is an outlier well outside the, cur the bell curve of normal behavior. Did you show any remorse? Well, he pleaded guilty. I mean, I think that's the strongest indication of remorse that you can have. As an adult, Casey has only spent one year and three months not behind bars. Both the judge and defense agree he'll likely stay in prison until he dies. Jill Bennett, Global News. It was a routine call for Langley firefighters that took a gruesome turn when the flames were out. Police are now investigating the discovery of a body in a burned dumpster. Global's John Waugh is in Langley with the details for us tonight. John. Well, as you can see, police have left the scene. But when employees of businesses around here, the Langley Bypass area, came to work this morning, they arrived to a shocking discovery. Police say the call came in just before 6 o'clock this morning with firefighters arriving here to put out a dumpster fire just beside me. When they extinguished the blaze, they found the body of a deceased female inside. Now, of course, this is a very high traffic area. During the police investigation, employees said they were not able to come outside. Of course, deliveries also had to be delayed, but everyone is saying that this entire situation is extremely disturbing. I was supposed to uh, deliver here in the morning, but they said it's, uh, everything is closed here. In the morning time, especially, right? So, body found at the backside in the garbage bin. Uh, it's very shocked. Now, employees of businesses around here say that this back alley is frequented by the homeless population or those with substance abuse issues. Police are saying no connections are being made to that just yet. They are still working on identifying the deceased female. We're hoping that perhaps someone from the public saw something in the area of 20150. It's a fairly large strip mall. So this morning on your commute in or while you're driving there, if you saw anything, please give us a call. Now Langley RCMP can confirm that this is not the body of Christina Ward, the missing Abbotsford woman. While that is, of course, a huge relief, they are working hard to figure out who this woman was and what happened. Chris, Sophie. All right, John, thanks very much for that. Now an unusual investigation taking place in the community of Silver Creek, just east of Kamloops. RCMP have brought in a backhoe to search a property there. A large contingent of specially trained officers is scouring the property, some using rakes and shovels. There is speculation the search could be related to either three women missing from the North Okanagan or an incident last summer where a prostitute was threatened with a gun. But police at this point are saying very little. The search is uh, related to an ongoing investigation uh, that is uh, uh, unfolding. Uh, at this time, however, we're not in a position uh, to uh, indicate exactly which investigation this is related to. The suspect description in the gun incident roughly matches the description of the man who lives on the property. That suspect is currently in custody, facing charges. 
The three victims of that ammonia leak in the Fernie Arena have now been identified. Wayne Hornquist of Fernie was one of the men who died while servicing the arena's refrigeration system this week. Lloyd Smith, also from Fernie, and Jason Podlosky of Turner Valley, Alberta, were also killed. The investigation into the tragedy continues with the coroner, WorkSafe BC, and RCMP all involved. The evacuation order around the arena still stands. Officials are bringing in a special truck to draw the ammonia from the system and take it to a waste facility. Well, it started as a routine stop for Mission RCMP, and it turned into a chase when a man stole a police cruiser. Officers had stopped early this morning to help a driver pulled over on the side of the road. The vehicle's passenger managed to jump into the cruiser and speed away. Police tracked the car using its GPS and stopped it with a spike belt. The suspect tried to run, but was arrested. A huge tree has been burning for more than a day in Stanley Park, and crews fear it could come crashing down. The fire was spotted by a passing airplane yesterday. It's still burning inside the half-rotted tree that's about 30 meters tall. They're not sure how the fire started. At this point, they're waiting for it to either burn out or topple over. And the city of Vancouver announcing today that construction is about to begin on another controversial separated bike lane. The 10th Avenue Health Precinct project will include a bike lane in front of Vancouver General Hospital. Groups like the Disability Alliance of BC are worried that a number of parking spots will be lost on the street close to the hospital. A devastating diagnosis for a Langley family's newborn son. You're expecting to bring a baby home? not machines. The medical help he desperately needed and the support he got from one of music's biggest stars in just over a minute. Short-term rentals are all the rage for frugal travelers, but who's watching you? One chilling case of a couple who found hidden cameras will have you wondering. Still to come on the news hour. And morning news anchor Sonia Sunger gets snipped. The on-air stunt that was all for a good cause this morning, coming up a little bit later. Right now, though, a view from the red carpet here at the David Foster Founders Dinner. Well, a view of cocktails, actually. Mm -hmm. Some big names will be enjoying those cocktails and passing by us tonight. They're here to raise money for the foundation, which helps families across the country. Absolutely. Now, for three decades... The David Foster Foundation has given financial support to Canadian families of children who are undergoing life-saving organ transplants. Not only that, but also raising awareness about the importance of becoming a donor. Linda Aylesworth with more now on the foundation and what it means to families during such a difficult time. At just nine years of age, Aidan DeLorme has already proved his mettle many times over. Resilient brave, strong, happy. He's a tough cookie. He's our warrior. He has been from the very beginning. It was very scary. They took him right away when, um, after he was born. He was in the NICU. He had tubes everywhere. The problem, Aiden's kidneys didn't work. It wasn't long before he was on dialysis. We were told he would need a kidney transplant. But finding a matching donor organ would take years. Like so many families with a child on the wait list, Danielle had to quit her job, while both parents split their time between home in Langley and BC Children's Hospital. Now we have double the expenses, half the income, 
85% of families will end in bankruptcy or divorce if we don't step in. We is the David Foster Foundation. We come alongside the family and take away that financial pressure so that they can spend all their time being beside the, the child in a time of need. Since the David Foster Foundation was created 30 years ago by its BC-born namesake, it's raised money to help over 1,100 families pay for non-medical expenses. I think over the years it worked out to be worth $10,000 worth in gas. Then there's parking, $100 a month. And to keep the family together when long stays at the hospital were required, the foundation even paid for accommodations. We all had to do it together. So there's one thing I know is that family will get it, you through it. And they did get through it, together. On September 2014, Aiden got his kidney, and he's got the scar to prove it. Hunter's scar. That's what we named his kidney. Named after the woman responsible for the life-saving gift. But it was a miracle. It worked. It, it was a big miracle, yeah. It was. Mommy was relieved and happy. I'm proud of you. Linda Aylesworth, Global News. That is why we do it. Joining us now, the man of the hour, David Foster. Thank you very much, sir. And CEO of the David Foster Foundation, Mike Ravenhill. Thanks so much for taking a moment out of what's a very busy day to be with us. Great to be here, Chris. Thanks, and Sophie, to you too. Quite the buzz going on on the red or purple carpet behind us. But, David, 30 years, I mean, think back to, I know, 30 (laughs) years ago, it starts with one family, and and here we are today. How does that feel to know you've helped so many families and your foundation's helped so many families? It feels so great, especially because it was a call from my mother. That got me started, and you always have to do what your mother says. Yes. And so uh, she asked me to go and um, you know visit this child in UCLA, and that just kind of set a lot of things off in my brain. And, and um, here we are, 30 years later, with this two magnificent nights and raising millions of dollars and um, doing what we're supposed to be doing. It's going to it, be a great weekend. It certainly is, and, and what a night planned here for folks who are in the dinner. Tomorrow is the big gala. Uh, maybe Mike, talk a little bit about what that money does and what it means to people in their lives. You've seen it firsthand. You know, 85% of families will end in bankruptcy or divorce if we uh, aren't able to, to help them. So it's, it's incredible. It keeps families together. We try to uh, take away all of their financial pressures so that the family can be beside the child, which is where they need to be, to give them the encouragement, give them the love. And that actually is what the core that we're trying to do. Is, and it's really important for these families to actually know that they're together and we're behind them to help them in all their financial needs. You guys, as we mentioned, 30 years already, you've helped so many families. What are the goals going forward for your foundation? Well, thanks to Mike when he thanks to Mike when he came along, um, we set this bar at 30 million by 30 years, uh, 30 by 30, and we're going to get there. The new bar now is 50 million. He doesn't. Well, you do know that, right? <laughs> Did you say 50? Sure. Yeah, I said 50, 50? by the end wow. of 2018. Because when you wow. think about it, this event tonight, which is the precursor to the big event tomorrow night, this is bigger than tonight than our big event used to be 10, 15, 20 years ago. So. Um, you know, we just keep moving that goalpost, and it's the right thing to do because the, the need is there, yeah. and it's never going away. Aim high. Aim high. Why not? Big concert going tomorrow night. I know you were in rehearsals at least part of the day today. David, what still gets you jazzed up about that kind of performance? All I want to do is make sure that people walk out of there and go, wow, I got my money's worth, and I helped somebody. And that's a double hit for me. So um, I work as hard as I can. Mike does, too. We all do to ensure that it's a night that people, because um, it's not just a Steven Tyler concert, you're going to see eight different artists, so 
If you don't like one, you're going to yeah. like the next one. Yeah. It's, it's a great lineup, and, uh, and that's a testament to the connections you've made in the music industry. David, thanks very much for your time. Mike, you too, and good luck Definitely. tonight. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, thanks, thanks Sophie. Sophie. done for the last 30 years, and here's to 50 million. Here's to 50 million. All right. Thank On you. the topic as well of health care for children, the hospital that is truly out of this world. You will see um, the Canada arm. Inside the centerpiece of the new children's hospital and how it elevates medical care to a whole new level. Plus, she's perhaps best known for her breakthrough role in the 1979 film 10. She definitely is a 10. Coming up, Bo Derek will be joining us live. Well, welcome back. The News Hour is live from the Park Vancouver tonight at the kickoff event to the David Foster Foundation's 30th anniversary gala. We just chatted with David and Mike Ravenhill from the foundation. This is a star-studded evening. They're bringing out all of their high-powered friends, celebrating three decades of helping Canadian families with children who need life-saving organ transplants. And joining us now, she needs almost no introduction, film and television actress, movie producer, Aww. model... Bo Derek, nice to have you with us. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. We were just talking with you off the air, Bo, about uh, you just flew in from another worthy cause that you were helping to support. You do so many things. You love animals, I know. That's what I do. You're I do. You know, it's how do you say no? And I, I just like to think that in reality, I'm not an activist. I don't do all the hard work, but I get to, I, it's an honor to help the people who do. And, and this is a big night, obviously, for David Foster, your friend of his. Um, talk a little bit about organ donation and the, yeah. and the need not just, I guess, to pay for the uh, transplants, but to get people signed up to become donors. It's very important. I'm a donor. Um, it's a decision. I know if, for everyone it's a very personal decision, but I actually have some experience in it. We lost my brother 10 years ago, mm. and it turned out he was an organ donor. We hadn't discussed it. Which is As a family, yeah. it is very important, and I'm so glad his daughter took care of everything. He saved, I'm told, eight lives, and wow. I can tell you, as a family, we were all comforted by that. In our grief, it 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 helped a little bit. So, evidently, only 17% of Canadians are registered. So, if you're inclined to be an organ donor, yeah. please let everyone in your family know and register. It's so important. So what brought you uh, into the Foster Foundation fold? Is it, you know, it is hard to say no, but there are so many asks. And it, was it David's pers persuasion, or it's David and his generosity? He's so committed, and he helps. You know, I've been I've been with him to other events where he supports other foundations, but this is his. It's thirty years, and he's the most generous, incredible man. Well, and I'm not surprised that this is such a success tonight. He gives so much. It's an amazing setting, and, and for us, I mean, this is obviously a new facility. This just opened, and it's one of the first big major events down here for us, too. Exciting to be a part of it. I wanted to ask you about your life in, in Hollywood. What's the next big project, a great <laughs> role that you would like to do that you that maybe you haven't had the chance to do? Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I mean, there are so many that I wish I'd made. They're always so, those films, but um, I just played a, a, a wonderful grandmother in a Christmas movie doesn't that's going to come right. out. It doesn't seem right. <laughs> yes, that's me, <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. No, it was wow. a lot of fun. The business has been very good to me, the industry, and uh, I'm grateful for any work I get. Well, well, we're so happy to have you with us, and as, I, as we were saying 
to bow off the air. The crew was so excited to see you as well and hear that you were coming on. And I'm sure my dad is <laughs> super yeah. excited watching at home right now. Thank a, you. A true icon. Thank you very much for your time and enjoy the evening. Thank you. Nice Thank to you. meet you both. After more than a decade of planning and building, the new Tech Acute Care Center at BC Children's Hospital is finally set to open. Yeah, with a price tag of $676 million, the eight-story building houses the latest technology to help save lives of children from newborn to age 17. But it also contains a Canadian first, the Children's Healing Experience Project. Lynn Collier gives us an exclusive behind-the-scenes tower, or tour at how it all came together. Walking into the ground floor of the new BC Children's Hospital is like walking into an underwater world with an interactive aquarium. Using kind of gentle motions, they can interact, pop bubbles, pick up seashells. Aside from state-of-the-art technology, art itself is the biggest installment here. There are more than 200 murals. For the first time, operating rooms are filled with images. Bright colors and motivating words will distract in pre-op fasting rooms. And patients will be surrounded by art in rooms with intimidating machines like the CT scanner. How do you keep a kid at ease, you know, reduce that anxiety? And part of it is making the machine disappear. We had a whole patient committee of kids who had been in the hospital previously to help um, guide what the art should look like. Having gone through chemo, the former patients asked the artist here to tone down the color. Busy bright tones did not help their nausea, and they also wanted to be able to add to it themselves. As it continues on, there's actually a glass whiteboard where they can do their own art over top of the work. You will see um, the Canada arm. The top floor and takes patients all the way the to space, from prepping in the International Space Station, out for a space walk, then drifting back to Earth with the colors of the Aurora Borealis. But to be able to use the storytelling to distract them from what is sometimes a bit of a scary procedure, I think um, will help tremendously. The Vancouver Canucks helped with a teen lounge. It has a mock jumbotron and a ticker tape that can roll personal messages. The Whitecaps Kids Playroom aims to get patients up and moving with a virtual soccer game. Our, our hope is that for families and the children that are here, the art will help provide a sense of calm, a sense of um, feeling of home. The new Tech Acute Care Centre at BC Children's Hospital really is the most amazing place you never want to have to visit. Lynn Collier, Global News. Don't say this often about a hospital, but... It looks beautiful. It's amazing. And the first patients arrive, Lynn may have covered it, it's so loud in here, October 29th when they first start arriving. It's a beautiful facility and proud of what Global BC has done to help get it yeah, built. Absolutely. All right, if you are planning a vacation and thinking about booking an Airbnb, you need to hear this. A host charged after hidden cameras were found. Where it happened and what you need to know to protect yourself. And once again, we're live at the Park Vancouver, where the buzz is building around the David Foster Founders Dinner this evening. We're back in two minutes. The room's still buzzing after that appearance from Bo Derrick. She is winding her way through the crowd now. We are here in support of the David Foster Foundation, raising money to help Canadian families with children in need of life-saving organ transplants. 
We're going to find out more about what's happening tonight and this weekend coming up. But first, it is something you think about as you plan a holiday getaway. A uh, to think about, rather, as you plan your getaway. Police in the U.S. issuing a warning tonight to protect your privacy. Yeah, that comes after a Florida man was arrested and charged for allegedly hiding a camera in an Airbnb rental. This husband and wife just rented an Airbnb in Florida. They noticed that smoke detector hanging in the bedroom is actually a hidden camera aimed directly at their bed. The Airbnb homeowner now banned and charged with video voyeurism. These spy cams are so tiny they can fit in anything from a thumb drive to sunglasses to a keychain. Okay, this is an everyday household alarm clock and we have a camera hidden in this. I don't see it at all. There's a lens in there? That's the whole idea. You're not supposed to see it. And yes, there is a lens in there. And it fits right in to any home. Completely invisible. Think you could spot them? We set up an experiment at this house. With the family away, we place 14 hidden cameras all over. Come on in, guys. Welcome back to your own home. They're walking around. No clue our cameras are watching them. We have eyes on the family in nearly every room. The kitchen. The living room, walking upstairs, even inside the master bedroom. When they come back downstairs, I have a surprise. We've planted hidden cameras all over this house. You did, did that, that quickly. quickly. We wouldn't even. We were unsuspecting. Yeah, that's a little scary. So, what can you do to prevent this from happening to your family? Our expert says you can buy a radio frequency finder like this one, pretty cheap on Amazon. We know this camera has Wi-Fi. We put it here, and wow, it has been detected. That's it. So just walk around the hotel room and just do this. Yeah, it's easy as that, yes. Airbnb says cases are rare, but it takes privacy extremely seriously. And cameras are never allowed in bathrooms or bedrooms. A new warning so you're not stunned on your next vacation. Jeff Rawson, NBC News. In health news tonight, a shocking new study says the number one killer in the world is pollution. The study published in The Lancet says pollution, like filthy air and contaminated water, kills more people every year than all war and violence combined. It also says more people died from pollution than from smoking, hunger, or natural disasters. One out of every six premature deaths in 2015, that's about nine million people, can be attributed to disease from toxic exposure. A shout out to the global viewers who stepped up in a big way in the fight against cancer. This is Sonia's first ponytail. <laughs> Paul looks more excited than anyone else here. 29 people, <laughs> including Jason Hamilton and four-year-old Matea, joined our Sonia Sunger on the morning news today to cut at least eight inches from their hair. It's all in support of those who've lost their hair through cancer treatment. These ponytails are being donated to the Canadian Cancer Society's Wig Bank program. It takes between 8 and 15 ponytails to make one full wig. Wow. I, I give the guy credit for going in there, too. Mm -hmm. It looks, looks great. I, it's obvious after my last haircut. Squire, maybe I can speak for you, too. We don't have a lot to give. There's not eight inches between us. No. <laughs> no. Well, mine's it's all gray, true. so. Oh, <laughs> come on. Too, so. That's good, but very, very good. Nice to have you guys with us. Saw a little bit of blue sky outside just as the sun was going down. And just as a thunderstorm was rolling through Kukulam. Yeah. 
So lightning strikes, and we still do have the risk of thunderstorms even as we head into the evening. So although we're seeing these breaks, we certainly do have that instability. And of course, we're still looking at storm number three. It is set mm. to push in tomorrow morning. So I'll have a look at the warnings. We'll show you which areas I expect some flooding tomorrow. All right, All right. thank you. Canucks back east. Yes, actually uh, not too bad so far. Yes, no one's been kicked out. They've scored more goals than the other team. Oh, All was well. Works this up. is fancy. That's why I wore my best jeans. <laughs> Your dress jeans. I like my dress jeans. Hey, I'm trying to get Oprah's attention here. And I, Is I she just, here? Look for the guy in the blue suit. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, hey, listen. Two wild boars enter a bank in a small town in Germany. There's no punchline to this one. Their rampage was real, and you won't believe the damage. And the stars are aligning tonight in support of the David Foster Foundation. We have more from the Founders' Dinner after a break. Four-legged marauders in a northern German town. People warned to stay indoors, but even that didn't help. That's coming up right after the forecast. Thank goodness for security cameras, or we wouldn't see these things. Yeah. All right, uh, meteorologist Christy Gordon uh, in from the elements outside and in the ballroom, in fact, tonight, Christy. That's right, Sophie. So this is where the special evening, of course, is taking place. Have a look. Their staff still setting it up, but it's absolutely beautiful. Over here, you can see the stage, and we're going to have tonight special performances, especially by David Foster himself, Ruben Studdard, Dr. Phil's son, Jordan McGraw, and a very special but secret performance by a very high-profile uh, performer, apparently. And the menu is spectacular. All BC ingredients, of course, uh, BC sable fish, chanterelle mushrooms, just spectacular uh, menu. So looking forward to the evening. And special guests tonight, Stephen Tyler will be in the audience, Matteo Bocelli. So a great evening. It's pretty lucky. We're pretty lucky to be inside because it has been a stormy day. I know a lot of people thought, well, maybe today was storm number three, but Storm number three is still on deck. So let's check things out. Starting off with the warnings. So we have 50 to 70 millimeters of rain on the way from Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. And that's for the day tomorrow. So incredible moisture on the way. And that's on top of what we've had already. We are absolutely expecting flooding. Low-lying areas will see it. Uh, rivers and streams will be full. And there's a wind warning for Vancouver Island, Victoria, Southern Gulf Islands with gusts up to 90 kilometers an hour. So if you're heading out on the ferries tomorrow, uh, make sure you call ahead of time. Their storm of the three just funneling the moisture into our area. You can see how long it is. Now let's have a look at the moisture and wh where it's going to be distributed. So really the bulk of it out near the North Shore Mountains, but really the Fraser Valley is going to get hit hard. It will be much less in areas like... Uh, Delta and Tawasin and White Rock, for example. Let's click it one more time. The bulk of the rainfall is actually south of the border. So if you think we're going to get hit, check out some of these numbers just east of Seattle, 120 millimeters of rain. And again, this is in that 24-hour period. Now keep in mind, that's higher elevations, but incredible moisture. Now for the Winds, it will mainly be in through the Strait of Georgia, parts of Vancouver Island, the East Coast in particular, that will get hit. It won't be a main, uh, a big wind event here across Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. Pushing it forward one more time, the stormiest conditions for Metro Vancouver can be expected through the afternoon and evening hours tomorrow. So it'll build through the morning, but then pick up in the afternoon and evening. That's when we'll start to see gusty winds and certainly the chance of some power outages, although we don't have any wind warnings in effect. Here's a look at the northern region. So periods 
of rain across the north coast and in areas like Quinell. We're expecting gusty conditions right across the interior regions, especially towards the end of the day. So all of these areas getting hit a little bit later. It will be the coastal regions that will see it early in the morning. And again, it will begin to pick up as we head into sort of the afternoon hours. Eight degrees in Vancouver, so not warming up much at all. Sunday will be a little bit drier towards the end of the day, and we're still looking forward to that beautiful ridge of high pressure. Two days of warmth and sunshine. We deserve it after the week we had. Quick happy birthday to Lorna McIntosh. She celebrated 100 years today. Okay, Chris and Sophie, we are going to have a fantastic night tonight. Very special night, thanks to uh, David Foster. Back to you guys. That room looks great, doesn't it? Definitely. And the menu sounds good, too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, surveillance cameras in a northern German town capture some wild animals where they shouldn't be. A pair of wild boars went on a rampage, aggressively chasing and attacking pedestrians and even people inside businesses. At least four people were injured. Police say one of the boars was shot and killed, but the other is still on the loose. Beautiful, uh, beautiful room full of beautiful people here raising money for David Foster. Squire is coming up with sports for you next. And we have more from the Foster Foundation's Founders Gala. Welcome back. We are live tonight just next to the red carpet and the bar apparently it won't be long now before attendees of the david foster founders dinner take their seats inside the ballroom our cameramen have shown more shots of the bar than anything else <laughs> at this party i think they want us to let them loose here's squire barnes uh, with a look at sports blocking shots bad for business i know we'll get to that in a second uh, the canucks on the road still tonight uh, they had their sublime game in ottawa the ridiculous game of course, last night in Boston. Tonight it's Buffalo. No Eric Branson suspended for a game because of that dangerous hit last night. Let's check out what's been happening between uh, the Canucks and Sabres in Buffalo. Of course, these two teams came into the league the same time in 1970. First shot on goal, and it's in. Justin Bailey. Pass from Ryan O'Reilly. Bad start for the Canucks, but the Canucks have dominated this game. Travis Green is a good guest there when it gets scored on. Uh, Tanev have the shot. Puck bounces around and finds Marcus Granlin for his first of the year. That tied at 1-1. But again, against the run of the play, the Sabres get another goal. Jack Eichel around Ben Hutton and scores. That made it 2-1. Second period, the Canucks fired 20 at the Sabres. It's a two-on-one -one shorthanded. Brandon Sutter, no. Derek Dorsett, he already has three this year. I think the most he ever scored in one season was 12 with Columbus. The most ever for the Canucks was seven, his first year here. So that tied at 2-2. And then they've got Vertanen out with the Sedins. Nice little pass by Jake, Henrik, Daniel, in. And they reviewed this for quite a while because they thought it might be offside. Take another look. They say no. Inconclusive. Phil Housley can't believe it. Canucks have now a 4-2 lead in the third period. This is what happened last night. Adam McQuaid. How hard does Brock Besser shoot? Well, that hurt him. 
the next one he blocks really hurts him. This is just a few seconds later. Besser winds up. That one actually breaks a bone in McQuaid's leg. He will be out two months. Getting in front of shots, a painful job in the NHL. Hey, a couple of notes for the Whitecaps game in Portland, which is on Sunday. It's the final game of the regular season. Stefan Marinovich will likely start in goal for Vancouver, and you can pretty much say that he has taken the starting job away from David Osted. In fact, I don't think you'll see Osted back with the Whitecaps next year. Now, the Caps are still first. They need to get at least one point in this game to stay in first. Here are the scenarios, because the Caps could end up in first, second, or third, depending on what happens this Sunday. So, if they beat or tie Portland, they get first. If they lose and Seattle loses its final game against Colorado, Vancouver gets second. If the Caps lose and Seattle wins, the Caps fall all the way to third place in Portland. They've had a rough time in MLS, 1-5-4. and four. Okay, so right next door from this beautiful casino and hotel, the Lions are getting ready for their game against Edmonton tomorrow. BC has three games left, but to make the playoffs, they need to win all three and hope the Riders lose all three of their games. The odds of that happening, kind of like Steven Tyler walking up on this stage right now and singing Dream On. That's the kind of odds we're talking about. But there's still a chance. He might even sing. Who knows? Barry talked to Marco Iannuzzi about things today. All right, Marco, uh, you guys uh, got to play out these games and win them all to have a chance. The Riders have to lose all theirs for you guys to have a chance. How do you approach uh, what's obviously a pretty tough situation? Yeah, well, we, we put ourselves in this situation. You know, it's not completely in our control, but the thing that is in our control is these three games for us. Um, it's tough. It's it's complex uh, set of emotions going on in that locker room, but uh, you know what? We're coming out here to play with pride because uh, you know there's fans out here that have supported us all year long for many many years. There's kids out here that might only see us once. Uh, we have to put on a, a good show for them and, and a good show for ourselves, just uh, to prove to ourselves that we can do it. You know, there's definitely a somber feel to some extent, but uh, we're still trying to, to be playful and, and make some jokes with each other and have some fun. I mean, we're all playing this game to have fun, and, and as soon as you stop having fun, that's when you're going to under perform right I mean when you're the most relaxed on the field that's when you make the best plays when you're the most uptight so you know we're really just trying to keep it light a little bit um, we obviously realize the situation we're in it's not ideal um, trying to be like pros and and uh, you know just give it what we got because at this stage of the game what are you playing for right you, you know you're, you're, you're playing for I guess the love of the game and uh, um, you know that's what we're trying to focus on just keep it light keep it happy and, and don't don't worry about all the bad stuff the media is saying about us but nothing but positive with you guys. All right, that's the story from here. Squire, back to you. Thank you, gentlemen. And the Riders lead 7-1 over Calgary. I think in the first or second quarter, i got to check. But that's not good news. Okay, there you go. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we know Stephen Tyler will definitely be at the show tomorrow <laughs> night. Will he dream on? Hopefully. But after right. a break, some more stars spotting here. Park Vancouver full of celebrities this weekend helping the David Foster Foundation support Canadian families with children undergoing life-saving organ transplants. We're back in just a moment. Today's ultimate rugby fan contest code word is Moonlight. Go online and enter the code word for your chance to win. Tune in to Global News Hour at 6 tomorrow for another chance to win. You better go online and add that uh, word in to win those tickets. All right. Uh, beautiful evening so far at Park. Getting ready uh, for this beautiful crowd to raise some money for the David Foster Foundation. But before we get to that, let's check on 
some of the community events going on around the province this weekend. In addition to this one, of course. Yes. Well, let's check in with Kasha Poderka. Kasha? Thanks. Well, as always, I have something for everyone. And to kick things off, here's something for our nature enthusiasts. Actually, anyone can find this fascinating. It's the return of the salmon, where you get to witness the heroic journey of salmon make their way back to Kanaka Creek. Now, besides Mother Nature's show, you'll get to see displays and games at the Kanaka Creek Regional Park. That's in Maple Ridge. The West Coast Women's Show is happening at Trade Show, or at Trade X, rather, in Abbotsford. And they have hundreds of exhibitors in fashion, health and wellness, and pretty much anything that'll interest us ladies. Tickets are $12 at the door, and it's four for the kids. Now, if you still haven't experienced the thrill of the ride, fly over Canada at Canada Place, uh, this may be the time, especially if you're into Halloween. You'll still be under the illusion that you're flying over the country, but this time it's got a spooky twist to it. It's family-friendly and fine for ages four and up. Now, also for the little ones, Potter's House of Horrors in Surrey is hosting Little Haunters. It's a cute, not-so-scary pair of mini haunted houses. It's open every day now, and it goes on until Halloween. Tickets range between 8 and $30, depending on your age and how many attractions that you'd like to check out. Now, for more on this and all the other events mentioned, go to globalnews.ca slash bc. The big Foster Foundation Gala, which is happening well tonight and tomorrow, the big concert happening at Rogers Arena, and these guys are going to be singing Victor Fraser and Clifton the Tenors. Oh, hello, I, I know you can't hear me, but <laughs> hello everyone. I'm introducing. It's, it's like very a reunion. Loud it's a reunion because so you know we got some guys here from BC, yes, and yeah. uh, thrilled to have you. And what does it mean for you guys to be here performing? in front of a, such a friendly audience with the David Foster Foundation. You know what, David's been a huge instrumental in our career. Uh, we're so proud that he's Canadian. He represents Canadian music so well around the world. And um, yeah, he took us on tour, what, eight, nine years ago. It's been a long friendship. We've done so many events for the Foster Foundation and it's such an important cause. We know that there's you know over 4,000 people on the waiting list in Canada and uh, that number has to go down. So that's why we're here tonight and lending our voices tomorrow, so uh, we're just happy, and happy to be in our hometown as well. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so I know that, um, do you all have kids now? Because I, I've kind of been... He's got a puppy. You've got, got a puppy, puppy. Yeah. okay. Yeah. I have a little yeah. daughter named Hope Not Elizabeth. Me. She's at home with Grandma and Grandpa tonight in Richmond, so... And you uh, have, kids. I have a nine-year-old son yeah. back in Toronto. And, and you can appreciate this too. I mean, for families of, of, of young children, to have to go through that kind of thing, an organ transplant for a child, is tough enough. But then, you know, to to have to deal with all the challenges that surround that, maybe having to take a leave from work or quit your job is, yeah. is awful. Yeah, it's, it's, it is heartbreaking. And we've had the opportunities to actually go and visit uh, in hospital these families who are so grateful to mm-hmm. have that kind of support. Uh, you know, it means the world to them. And until you see it, uh, until you realize how how much it's impacting these families, you don't really know yeah. uh, um, what this with what this uh, foundation is doing. And yeah. uh, kudos to uh, you know David and his great team. Uh, they're doing amazing work. We're just so proud to be with them. Yeah. We had Bo Derek on here just a little while ago, boys. Amazing. I don't know if you, yeah, she, I mean she. Everybody was starstruck. She made the point, and rightfully so, about how important it is to, to uh, declare yourself an organ donor to get more people on that list as well. Yeah. Obviously, that's important. Yeah, we're, we're, we're organ donors. Uh, we've been raising awareness with the Foster Foundation for years. 
Uh, and we realized that uh, uh, organ transplant can happen to anybody, in any family, in any walk of life. And it's not just the cost of the transplant, but it's it's the money that goes into travel and to accommodation and all of those uh, uh, unknown elements and costs. That's what's really the Foster Foundation is all about. And and I think tonight we're we're just sending out that message: become a donor. You know, share your organs after you've given your life. Uh, it can save someone else's, and it really is the key story of tonight. Obviously, some great events, great music, great entertainment. But at the core of it is this really important message: is become an organ donor and save a life. Very well.